We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, friends? Welcome into the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Practice number nine is officially done and over with on Monday, and I wanted to get to you guys right away. Get this episode up as soon as possible to give you my key takeaways from Monday's practice. So let's start right away. First and foremost, some huge news to kick off the day: Rashawn Gary off the pup list, officially practicing once again. A massive turnaround for Gary to be able to come back from the ACL injury and already be practicing in some capacity. Now, Green Bay is going to take it incredibly slow with Gary. He was out on the practice field on Monday uh, with helmet, pads, etc., doing individual drills. He's not going to do team drills. He's going to work off to the side for the time being. You're not going to see him in the preseason game this week or anything like that. He's not going to be doing team activities against the Bengals, but this is a huge step in the right direction for both Rashawn and the Packers. Rashawn is such an integral part of this Packers defense and what he can bring to the team, not only as a pass rusher, but as a run defender and getting him back at practice in any capacity at this point is a huge win. Now, what this means right now doesn't necessarily like for for certain like mean that he's going to be ready for week one and, and ready to play. It does mean that they no longer can put him on the pup list to start the season. So once you take a player off the pup list, you cannot put them back on. They could, however, keep him on the initial 53-man roster. And if he wasn't ready to go right away, they could place him on injured reserve to start the season and then bring him back after a few weeks if they thought he still needed a little bit more time. Uh, but more likely than not, what they will probably do is keep him on the 53-man roster and then evaluate him week by week. And probably, hopefully, maybe be ready for week one. And again, I don't want to put any expectations out there for Rashawn. Just the fact that he's practicing already is a great sign, but 
This is beyond a step in the right direction and hopefully an indicator that Rashawn's going to be able to go sooner rather than later once the season starts and certainly would not rule out week one as a potential return date. Now, when he does return, the big question at that point is going to be what type of role does he play? And I've said all along, you could see a world in which Rashawn starts off as a pass rush specialist only, maybe third downs in some obvious pass rush situations. Maybe they just put him on a 25 or 30, you know, play snap count and just use him sparingly. And once he hits that, they they stop and he's out of the game at that point. We'll see how they use him. But this is, again, is a huge sign. It's just great to see him back at practice. And we'll keep an eye on when he starts doing team activities and, and when, if and when that happens. Obviously, we'll report it right here on the Packaday podcast as well. Meanwhile, Rashawn Gary was not the only player back at practice. Grant DuBose also back practicing, which was nice to see. DuBose has competition for that, you know, probably number six roster spot, right? You've got five guys that are making the roster, in my opinion, in Samari Toure, in Dontavian Wicks, and then your top three in Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. And then that number six spot likely going to be between Bo Melton, Malik Heath, and Grant DuBose. Now, we didn't get to see a ton out of Grant Dubose at practice. We got to see him in individual drills a little bit. He looks good. I mean, he had a nice leaping catch in the back of the end zone in an individual drill, which doesn't amount to anything because there's nobody covering on the plane. It's just a lollipop up. But like he, he looks the part, but he's going to have to make up for lost time. He was not in OTAs, mini camps, rookie mini camps, etc. And this is his first training camp practice. So a lot of catching up to do for Dubose. Malik Heath and, and Bo Melton have both had their moments, but that's going to be a very interesting number six wide receiver spot to keep an eye on from here on out. And huge for Dubose that he was able to get back before the start of preseason so that you know Green Bay can get a full evaluation of him moving forward. Meanwhile, also not the only two players back. So Gary and Dubose made probably the, the most news because they haven't practiced at all yet, but David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins both back. Jenkins just had an illness and was out at family night, but he's back 100%, at least seemingly 100%. So that's great. And then Bakhtiari back out there in team drills, not just doing individuals. So out there in team as well, which is a great sign for him. And that just goes to say, like, I know I posted yesterday of like, hey, there's like at least some level of concern about Bakhtiari, but I wouldn't be panicked yet. And some people are in the comments, like there, there's people on both ends of the spectrum. I got like, how can you not be panicked about Bakhtiari? Of course, it's time to panic. And others were like, why does this keep being a thing? And I get both sides of it. Like, I understand if you're, you know, not sure where to be at with Bakhtiari because he hasn't practice and he's had these issues. And I can understand if you're sick of it and just knowing like, hey, Green Bay's been transparent about it. He's not going to practice some days and they're just saving him up for the season. I get that too. And I think this was, uh, you know, just a great sign overall that he was able to practice after missing some time last week. And he's back practicing on Monday and hopefully he's able to go moving forward. But as long, I don't care about him practicing at all in any capacity. Like if Green Bay's transparent about everything, it's just like, hey, we're not going to practice this guy very much. And, you know, he's going to be ready for the regulars. David Bakhtiari could play today, week one, like sit out from today, basically until week one. He'll be totally fine, ready to go. Now, conditioning will be the one thing that you want to get him out there for as many snaps as possible. So, you know, if he is out there week one, all of a sudden he hits, you know, snap 50, 60, that he's not, you know, tired, but he's in great shape. He looks phenomenal, had another really great practice. Anytime he's been out there, he's looked great. So great to see him back nonetheless. And again, Elton Jenkins also back. 
Meanwhile, new injuries. Ennis Gaines was out with a quad injury. Lou Nichols isn't a new injury, but we finally learned what it was. A shoulder issue for Lou Nichols. So he was out at family night as well, uh, but he remained out at practice. And then Jake Hansen, Eric Stokes, and Josiah DeGuara also remained out from practice. So Overall, Rashawn Gary, Grant DuBose, David Bakhtiari, and Elton Jenkins all back practicing. Ennis Gaines, new to the injured list. And then Lou Nichols, Jake Hansen, Eric Stokes, and Josiah DeGuara remain injured. But still, only five guys on that list overall, which is a pretty great thing to see at this point of the offseason. All right, meanwhile, some just notes before we get into some actual uh, practice play. The offensive line rotation continues. It started the day with Josh Myers at center. Zach Tom at right tackle. We'll see how that transpires moving forward. But then we saw Yash Iman go in at right tackle for Zach Tom and Zach Tom come out. Then Yash stayed at right tackle. Zach Tom went in at center and Josh Myers went out and we saw a rotation throughout the course of the day. So that battle between Zach Tom, Yash Nyman, and Josh Myers, those three have two spots, center and right tackle. And I think that rotation is going to continue. And I think that battle is going to continue up until really probably the start of the regular season, even probably past that, where if a player does not perform well, I think the, the hit, you know, the, you know, they could take somebody out quick. Um, the hook could be quick and they could ultimately go in a different direction very fast. So meanwhile, Jair Alexander did not practice in team drills. And before you get all panicked, they do this a lot of time on preseason weeks where they get some of their younger players a little bit more time in the week because they know that they're going to be playing a ton in the game. And like, this is probably your first indication that Jair is not going to practice on or not going to play in the preseason game. Not going to say that a million percent for sure, but Let's just say there's no reason for Jair to play in the preseason game, and I would be all for that. But the big thing here was that it was Carrington Valentine that got the start for Jair. Valentine and Douglas on the outside with Nixon in the slot. So Valentine seems to be ahead right now for that number four corner position. Now, when Stokes comes back, that'll bump him back a spot, but that is a very, very good sign for Carrington Valentine and his ability to make the roster. Quite frankly, I I don't know who else it would have been. Shamar has not had a great camp. Keandre Thomas hasn't had a great camp. Ennis Gaines is out uh, with an injury. And quite frankly, he hasn't had a great camp either. Um, you know, Corey Ballantyne hasn't had a great camp. Like there's just not a lot of corners that are playing super well at the moment. And Carrington Valentine has played well. So that makes a ton of sense that he's a starter. Lucas Van Ness was the starter at edge. And then uh, Jonathan Owens was the starter at safety alongside Darnell Savage. Everything else was pretty much status quo, but Valentine in for Jair, Van Ness across from Preston, and then Jonathan Owens across from Darnell Savage at safety. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Of course, everyone always wants to know what did Jordan Love look like at practice. So let's break that down. 13 plays. He ended 6 for 11 on the day overall, including 4 for 4 to end practice. But this is why we do not box score scout and just look at the numbers. We actually have to go through and evaluate how he played. So 13 plays that I'll be talking through today. His first play of practice looks right, tries to hit a quick throw. I think it was to Romeo Dobbs, whether it was a quick slant or in-breaking route, not sure. Darnell Savage jumps the route and pick six the other way. Now, I've been talking to you guys all every day, basically, in every practice that I've covered and saying that Jordan's done a tremendous job not throwing interceptable passes and keeping the ball out of harm's way. This was not one of those. And I, I didn't get a great look at the play, uh, just being totally transparent. I talked to Aaron Nagler, Paul Brettel after the play to kind of get their take on it. Both of them basically said the exact same thing where it definitely was telegraphed by Jordan uh, a little bit, but also to give Darnell Savage a lot of credit on the play for reading it, jumping it, trusting it, and making that play and taking it to the house. So not the way that you ideally want to start practice for Jordan Love with a pick six, but sometimes it's going to happen. And sometimes the defense is going to make a play tip of the cap to Darnell Savage. And I'm sure Jordan's going to learn from that. But at that point, that was only Jordan's second real, uh, you know, turnover worthy play in nine practices now. So not something to be super concerned about because he's taking great care of the ball, but that was one that he certainly would like to have back. And then always the big question, right, is going to be, well, how does he respond to that? Like what's, what's the rest of his day going to look like? And what's the next throw going to look like? Next throw, Deep down the field, Romeo Dobbs, about 50 yards down the field, throws it perfectly right in the hands of Romeo Dobbs. Now, Keyshawn Nixon, pretty decent coverage on the play, certainly contested it. I don't think he got a hand on it. And if I were evaluating it and grading it in real time, I would have said it was a drop by Romeo Dobbs, which should have been a 50-yard touchdown. And I, I thought it was a gorgeous ball by Jordan Love. And this is, we're going to talk about another one in just a minute, but this is why you don't necessarily just scout the box score when you're talking about Jordan Love's performance. Should have had probably a 50-yard touchdown uh, right there in a second play. And instead, it's an incomplete pass. It shows up as an 0 for 1 in the box score, right? So 6 for 11, if we're counting this one, should have been 7 for 11 with 50 more yards and another touchdown on the day. Unfortunately, it was dropped by Romeo Dobbs. And this is when I talk about the youth and the inconsistency and the volatility of this Packers offense with all the youth surrounding it, you're going to have some times where it's Jordan Love's fault, where he throws a pick six or an interception on the first play. And then on the next play, you might have Jordan Love throw an absolute dime and Romeo Dobbs drops it in the end zone for a touchdown. And again, great contest and great play by, by Keyshawn Nixon as well, but that's one that Romeo has to come down with. I don't think Jordan could have handed it off to him any better. So those are the, the type of plays that a young offense is going to go through probably through the course of this season. Number three, they were in red zone drills now, and you had an incomplete pass to Christian Watson in the red zone. Nowhere to go on the play. Love looked around. The pocket was starting to collapse. He, it was basically a throwaway. He threw in Christian Watson's direction, but he threw it basically where nobody was going to get to it. I would consider that a throwaway, but Christian Watson in the vicinity and just nowhere to go on the play. 
Right. The fourth play, he, very similar. Um, he was uh, There was some pressure on the play. I think they brought an extra blitzer. He had Tyler Davis one-on-one with Darnell Savage uh, in the corner of the end zone, kind of threw a jump ball up, overthrew it a little bit, put it in a spot where it was either going to be Davis or no one, but that play also incomplete. So now you're 0 for 4 with an interception to start the day, right? Pick six to Savage, incomplete on the deep ball, the 50 yard of it, which was perfectly thrown, but dropped incomplete to Watson, incomplete to, to Tyler Davis. So 0 for 4. You then get Tyler Davis, uh, or sorry, you get uh, Goodson uh, coming wide open in the flat. And Jordan Love, nice job going through his progression, seeing Goodson in the flat, hitting him. Goodson takes it in for a touchdown. You then had a scramble play by Jordan Love. Quay Walker was all over that. I don't know if he was spying or if he was in zone, uh, but he was all over it. Jordan Love wasn't really going anywhere on that play. You then had Jaden Reed in the backfield, which you love to see. Isaiah McDuffie ended up getting matched up on him. Reed just goes right out in the flat, runs as fast as he can. Love hits him in stride. Isaiah McDuffie had no chance on the play. Easy money, touchdown, Jordan Love to Jaden Reed. You then had a designed rollout in the red zone to the right side. He tries to get a pass to Samori Toure, but the defense was all over everything. Not much Jordan could have done differently on that play. Kenny Clark, uh, then in another team activity, uh, I think this was sort of red zone again. Uh, beautiful coverage on the back end. Jordan had nowhere to go with it. Kenny Clark ends up with a covered sack. You then had a complete uh, pass to Romeo Dobbs. Quick out, Razul was all over it. It was probably like a four-yard completion that Razul fought and did everything for to try to break up, uh, but Dobbs got it inbounds, you know, two feet down and all of that for about four yards. Not a touchdown, but just, you know, four-yard pickup in the red zone. You then had another play where this is why we don't box score scout. So Jordan's trying to hit Jaden Reed in the back corner of the end zone and Carrington Valentine's a player that's in coverage on the play and he throws the ball and Carrington Valentine's got a beat on it. He's turned around. He makes the jump, goes right into Carrington Valentine's hands and Valentine, and then it goes right through Carrington Valentine's hands. And in the process goes right to Jaden Reed and Jaden Reed ends up with a touchdown in the back of the end zone, gets two feet down. Great play by Jaden Reed to keep concentration, to not be affected by the tip ball by Carrington Valentine, to then recognize that, oh, I can still catch this. And then with the wherewithal, after all of that, to still get his two feet down in the back of the end zone and get the touchdown. Great play by Jaden Reed, but this should have been an interception. This is Jordan's third interceptable pass that he's thrown. Again, the first one was to Quay about a week and a half ago, or Quay dropped into his own. He threw it right to him. This was then you had the second one, which was a pick six to Savage earlier in the practice, and then this was the third, uh, what should have been a pick for Carrington Valentine, and instead it ended up being a touchdown for Jaden Reed. Now tough for Valentine, right? He gets the start. He gets you know goes gets to play with the ones, plays against Jordan Love and the ones for the vast majority of the day. Red zone. You've played the play perfectly. Jordan Love throws a ball that you have the opportunity to pick. You're right there. You make the leaping grab, and you're ready to make the leaping interception. And the ball goes right through your hands. And not just does it go right through your hands. It goes right through your hands and right into the hands of Jaden Reed for a touchdown. Should have been a pick. Ends up being a touchdown. You have a poor throw by by Jordan on the play. Shouldn't should not have thrown it there. You had a dropped interception by Carrington Valentine, who did a great job of being in that position and being ready for the pick, but then ends up with a drop. And then you've got Jaden Reed making a phenomenal play to catch it in the back of the end zone. So a bit of a whirlwind play there. You then have 
a uh, a play where Jordan it gets the the defense to sort of sort of tip their hand. He does a hard count and they show blitz. He does a great job. He motions Patrick Taylor into the right side, making sure that everything's protected. And then he knows he's going to go sort of fake handoff and quick slant on the right side and basically kind of have it be like a run solution type play. But he read blitz perfect. He knew Dobbs was going to come open and he you know, bulleted one in. It was good coverage by Tavarius Moore on the play, but not good enough. And it's a touchdown from Jordan Love to, to um, Romeo Dobbs. Great, great play on that specific one. Just reading the defense and knowing where to go with the ball. And then on the very final play for Jordan Love, uh, Luke Musgrave comes open in the, you know, kind of on a crossing route. Quay Walker was the closest in coverage, but Musgrave had plenty of separation. Love finds him in the end zone for a touchdown. So it ends four for four with what? A uh, touchdown to Reed. Uh, or sorry, it was a completion to, to Dobbs quick, a touchdown to Reed, touchdown to Dobbs, touchdown to Musgrave. But the touchdown to Reed should have been an interception, right? So six of 11 on the day, ending four for four. Had the touchdown to Dobbs that was dropped that should have gotten credit for. Had the interception to Valentine that should have been a pick that ended up being a touchdown. So again, that's why we have to evaluate everything individually and see the actual play on the field. And we can't just look at the numbers, the yardage, the touchdowns, the interceptions, because there was an incomplete, should have been a touchdown, a touchdown that should have been an interception. And that changes the numbers quite drastically, right? So uh, ultimately six of 11 and ended four for four on the day with three consecutive touchdowns. However you want to read into that, I'll let you read into that. I did think that this was the first day where, again, Jordan had a few plays thrown into coverage that I'm sure he'd like to have back, but a couple really nice throws as well. And just one of those up and down days that we've sort of come to see from Jordan now through the first two weeks and now the first day of week three. And I think this practice against the Bengals on Wednesday is going to be really huge for him. All right. Anders Carlson, other quick notes really quick here. Anders Carlson, five for six on the day, hit the upright on a 45-yarder for his only miss. Otherwise, he hit from 50, 50, and 51 all into the wind. So pretty nice day overall for Anders. The only thing was the the one that hit the goalpost. Otherwise, perfect day, five for six. And again, pretty windy conditions and some long field goals. The play of the day was the Darnell Savage pick six. My players of the day, Darnell Savage, Razul Douglas, and David Bakhtiari with honorable mentions to Tyler Goodson and Jaden Reed as well. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode breaking down the entirety of practice. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.